Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by Stamps.com. ZipRecruiter. Headspace. Casper. Lisa Mattresses. Squarespace. Blue Apron. Square Cash and Stamps.com. Did I say Stamps.com two times? Oh well. More money for the dote. I'm re-recording this because I didn't feel like I did the intro justice the first time. Katie Woodruff, she's been on the podcast before. She's our guest. We talk about abortion, death, uh, sexual assault, all that stuff that nobody wants to talk about. Well, I feel like we want to talk about sexual assault, but we don't want to actually talk about it. We want to just say stuff. You'll understand. Thanks for being here. If you want to be on the podcast or you've got a buddy that lives in Los Angeles or SoCal and surfs and wants to surf with me and do a podcast while surfing, all I do is surf. I just surf all the time since I've moved. Just contact me if you want to do the anecdotal experience. Buy a t-shirt on kingsizequeen.com. Thank you if you already have. You're a good friend. You're good person contact me on facebook the anecdotal experience like the facebook page too let's uh let's do this episode let's talk about the stuff that nobody wants to talk about He's crazy. I don't know. It's funny now, because I'm like, I even, I was talking to my brother about this, because he was telling me about a kid at his church that, because he helps out with the youth group and stuff, and there's this kid that's like, that's autistic, and obviously demands a lot of attention, and I get, my brother's goal with this is trying to bring bring these, like, inner city kids that he knows into church, and like, get them to love the Lord, and, and be good church kids, and go to heaven. That's his goal. Super, Wait, your brother's goal? Yeah, that's... He's like a... Oh, he's like a counselor or whatever. Yeah, like, so he, sort of, in a way. Okay, but yeah, he tries to like bring these, you know, give these kids, pay attention to them and teach them to be not pieces of shit and be cool. Sure. That's pretty much, that's what he's trying to do. But he has sure. this kid who's autistic and he's in the youth group, obviously like demanding a lot of attention from my brother and distracting from my brother's goal to get these kids that nobody pays attention to to know god and all this but anyway yeah so i i just like for me personally if one thing that i think for sure is if a woman was going to have a severely mentally challenged kid or a family in general or whatever I, there's yeah. no, I just don't understand how anyone could blame someone for wanting to have an abortion in that case. Because that is such a tough road. And that's the, I don't whoa, know. so that's the case you're on board with? Like the, yes. Like the, like if you got a genetic counselor, you go and like find out that your kid's about to be autistic. Then it's that. I guess, okay, what I'm saying is I'm not saying okay. that I personally would uh, have, you know, I would want to have an abortion if I was about to have an autistic child. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying if, sure. you know, if a in, in that case, I could never blame someone for 
having having an abortion because I've been, I mean, I've been like my brother and I were talking. We're like, yeah, dude, I'm around that kid for two hours, and then once I'm done with that kid, he goes and he lives life with these parents, just day. It's so in that case, I'm like, I don't know, I can't. It's weird because it's. Is it a life worth yeah. living, and do I have the right to make that decision for someone? I don't know, but I definitely, that's on you. You got to take care of that autistic kid, and that's so tough. Yeah. I don't know. But I, but I also, I'm extreme on the other side of, you know, right wing. I'm definitely a little bit more liberal than you, I would even say. I know you don't, like, subscribe to, like, a political side, right? But... I think that as a woman, and I didn't, I don't know, like, we don't have to, like, go down the abortion road, because I know it's, like, very dark. No, <laughs> I think this is, I mean, if you're fine with it, I'm, I'd yeah, like to. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a hot topic for me, like, it's touchy, but I think as a woman, and it goes into, like, gender and everything else, we shouldn't need to even have a reason, because we're going to decide what we want to do and we should have control over our own body. And that's, you know, that's the, the stereotypical cliche, but it shouldn't have to be this extreme thing where like a woman was raped and so she had to get an abortion. That's cool. Or, you know, yeah. this child doesn't have a, you know, a severe deficiency with life. I, I think that it's, it's such a complicated issue because, we society puts like we were talking about the whole millennial thing and like women who basically look like they're doing it all and that they're more successful than men but I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that maybe these particular women like me for instance I know eventually I want to have a child someday but in order to do that and also afford it and be financially successful and get to the place in my career that I want to be, I need to plan way ahead. Like, I need to be basically a woman, the woman role and the man role in my life because I'm not married. Like, I have lived pretty independently even when I am dating someone. Like, I, I think that more people should be open to a woman who wants to live her life and I don't think that I think men and women both should be able to discuss it and communicate clearly but I don't think that you should take that away from someone and call it a selfish act because the fact that my body can create a baby is not the only purpose in my life right and I think I think the counter argument to that um, is that these people that are against abortion, like my father would say that it's uh, less as of a woman's rights argument as much as it is a human rights argument. You know, right. so he it would is. say it's, you know, it's not, he would, I'm not gonna speak for my dad, but I understand the argument. Maybe, maybe you should have had your dad on. Like, I feel like we should have done a debate. Uh, it would have got weird and ugly and biblical. <laughs> I don't know. No, it wouldn't have got ugly. He's pretty. I think you you just would have got frustrated. He's he's a smart guy, and he you know he can back himself up. But I think ultimately, what people say is it's a it's a human rights issue to them. So they say, oh yeah. well, it's my body. It's like, yeah, it is your body. But to these people, it's like where do you draw? Where does it become its own body? I think is just 
really what it comes down to, you know? Right. Well, yeah, that's the big question. Like, that's is it. it just a little ball of cells or is it... Right. Is and it, you, yeah. You know, so it's these people... Is abortion murder? That's it. It really <laughs> is it. It's people... Like, are you murdering someone? But also, like, and back on the Louis C.K. stand-up, which I just think is brilliant, it's like... Maybe, mur- like, we murder people all the time. Like, people are murdering people every goddamn day. Like, yeah. I, and not to say that's good or right, but I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just. It's something else to consider the fact that you, you do have control. Like, whether you have a child or not, you do have control yeah. over the child's life or death. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It is it is funny. I and I don't it. think it should be I don't think it should It just depends on your circumstance. Like I I just hate overgeneralizing an entire gender. You know, and and putting this cap on all the women of the world like a law on their body. Because obviously like, you know, I I think the man in the situation, like whoever got the woman pregnant, should also be involved in the decision making, unless he's a complete piece of shit and he doesn't want to be. You know, like there's just so many different circumstances. Like, right? There's no there's no one law that you should put on such a broad spectrum of things that happen to women. So, yeah, I, don't I know. think. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Uh, there's a lot of different situations, you know. Um, but I think regardless, even even my, what I said about, you know, let's say a rape baby, okay? If you okay. really believe rape in... Baby. Yeah, if you believe in human rights, though, a rape baby is a baby. It has no, it doesn't, it's not responsible for the sins of its father. It's well, a human, like, yeah. you know what I mean? If you're going to take, so I, that, that's one thing I think is interesting when people... And I know I already said this argument, but in this case, what I'm saying, if there was an autistic kid and the parents didn't want to have an autistic child, I'm saying I would understand if they murdered this human life. It's weird to say, but I get it. I get it. Yeah. And I don't think all lives are worth living. I've seen, but I don't, I don't right. know. And I know people that have severely mentally challenged kids and they love them and they think they're great and they couldn't imagine life without them and i'm like i that's that's awesome too but i couldn't blame someone if someone was just you know incapacitated their entire life and them feeling like they had to go through this and spoon feed and it i just i get it i get it yeah i don't know Well, my brother i mean my brother and sister-in-law are pregnant right now and uh i know that they they told me like pretty early on because we pretty much um, but they definitely went to a genetic counselor and they, cause we have a history of like a lot of mental illness in my family and, um, you know, some genetic disorders on Kate's side. That's my sister-in-law. And, you know, they were like, we don't want to tell people right away on top of the fact that so much can go wrong early on in a pregnancy, but also they were going, if there was going to be a significant ailment that this baby could have, you know, they were seriously thinking about uh aborting 
Um, and it didn't turn out that way. They got the results back. And so they kind of waited to tell everyone because it's such a hot topic. But I respect that. Like, I respect that as a couple, they decided that they wanted to use science. And why not use it? Because science is, you know, where it's at right now for that reason. Yeah. And they didn't want to live a life of suffering with, you know, a child that might have some sort of serious ailment. So I get it. Like, I'll probably do the same thing when I'm ready to, like, have a kid. Yeah. Would, would you? Um, you know, I, I don't know. And I don't, I don't think I would. Because I, I couldn't, I don't think I could. Because it, it, really? it begs, I don't know, it begs the question, uh, like, at what point, if you keep throwing kids back, you know, you're like, well, this one's not, you know, at what point do you make the decision? Like, ah, I don't want to keep this one. This one could potentially have like this disease or could potentially have this. It begs the question of like, you keep like throwing embryos back into the water. You know, you're just like, ah, I don't want this but one. You're, but you're going like 10 steps ahead of it. You know, like it would be for your first child. I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think it's like, a matter of like picking and choosing and be like, no, throw that one back. He's ugly. Like throw this one back. They have nine toes. It's like, if it's a serious problem, like right. if they're going to be a paraplegic. Yeah. I don't know. You know, yeah, you're right. And like, I'm not in that situation. All I can say is I could never, I could never blame someone for not sure. wanting to have to carry that burden. And I don't, yeah, I think like, I don't, I don't know. I, I even, when old people get super old and they, you know, they're in pain and I don't understand why they don't just, people that want to die should just, should just die. I think we have this weird guilt yeah. thing attached to it where we think if we have the ability to keep someone alive, it's ethically right to do it. I yeah, well, I, I think it's an issue with like the way that at least America, that's the only thing I can comment on, but America deals with death. Um, I actually, I read this book, I might have told you about it, it's called On Dying, and it's about, um, it's really great because it's just, you know, like, last year, for me, a lot of people that I was close with passed away, and I remember, like, I've always kind of thought about death in a different way than the normal person, but I remember thinking, like, I want to talk about it with people, but it's such a bummer. Like, it's such a downer, and no one wants to, like, go there. Um, so I read this book, and it's just, like, how Western culture deals with older people and dying and how we put them in, you know, nursing homes and kind of lock them away uh, because we don't want to look at them. And he is from India, the writer of this book. I think he's a doctor. I forget his name, but he was commenting that like his grandfather owned a horse farm and literally lived till he was like 96. And up until the day that he died, he, every day, his routine on this farm was to like ride this horse and check the property every night, like at midnight, make sure there's no like, you know, animals trying to get in or anything like that. And literally the night that he died, he did that got off his horse and went into his house and passed away. And like the, you know, his brain never deteriorated because like the culture in, in, in his life was to, you know, when people get older, your family takes them in. 
so that's what this, this the writer of this book did and he just said the one extreme with America when he moved here was that uh, you people don't want to take in their old ass grandparents anymore <laughs> like they want to put them in like a little box and you know go into hospice or whatever and just kind of like turn away and not talk about it and I think that that's you know I don't know if it'll ever change for us here but I think there's something to be said for like just a person who gets old and their brain slowly deteriorates because they're just alone and they're especially in a nursing home it's just you need to continue to stay active even in your old age. And I wish we were in a, a culture that was more accepting of that, you know? Wait, accepting of not like putting people in uh, like weird utopias for old people to play cards and yeah. stuff? Yeah. And like basically, like I watched my grandma last year and she passed away. And she had made a pact with my grandpa. They were like the cutest couple. They, they like, not when they were like 18 they still held hands into their like late 80s um when my grandpa passed away she lived for about another year but like she wasn't ready to die yet like i think there's something to be said for what you said about letting people die if they do want to die i i'm on board like i i agree but my grandma wasn't ready to die but she was also heartbroken and the way that my aunts kind of handled it was to put her, she just, she made a pact with my grandpa that she didn't want to ever be in pain. So to them and to her, she wanted to be in her house for until she died and she wanted to have drugs. She wanted to take all the drugs before she died because she was just, you know, not willing to go through the pain of the death. Yeah. And instead, you know, and I don't know if my family listens to this, I, I'm not judging anyone has to take care of an elder person like it is such a hard road right but for my family once we put her in hospice it was hard to watch because she was just it was like visiting someone who was just you know cracked out all the time she was just like on morphine she wasn't herself anymore and like why prolong that life of she literally did not get out of bed in this nursing home slash eventually hospice environment um and I watched her die and I watched, but before she died, I watched her brain on drugs just kind of slowly deteriorate. And it was the saddest thing. And I thought to myself, I do not want this for me. I do not want this for anyone that I'm close with. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I do think that's, that's the case. I think we're afraid of. We're afraid of like living with guilt. We're afraid of this guilt of like I could have done more to keep them around longer. Like if it weren't, but it, people, I, I, it almost is people overvalue human life and like having a stream of yes. consciousness. It's, it, it is to the point where I do think there are times where lives are not living. Like I've seen people with insane migraines. They just live eternally with migraines or you know oh, terminal yeah. illnesses that are really painful. And I'm like, nah, like. I, I think there is something to physical pain where if you're, if this is your life and it's con all you know is pain, you wanna you wanna die, right? And that's fine. Right. I think that's you know life's. I, I appreciate life. I love my life. I think it's great. I work hard and I want it to be good, and I'm grateful for what I have. I grateful. I'm grateful that I don't have 
insane headaches. I'm grateful for everything. And, yeah. But it's there is a point where people, you know, I think when it comes to physical pain, it's the worst. Yeah. It's it's you can't do anything. You can't focus on anything but your pain. Just die, and that's fine. Even like people are gonna hear me say that now, and it's gonna bum them out. But I'm like, it's not <laughs> yeah. a bummer. Sometimes this life is isn't. Be yeah. a bummer. It is a bummer. It's a it's little not, bit of though. a bummer. It's real. It's not. It's li- sometimes life's not worth living. And even when I yeah. say that, people are gonna be like, "Oh man, what a bummer." I'm like, no. Be grateful for you right now. Your life is probably worth living and it's a blessing and it's an awesome existence. But for some people, it's like, you know, I wake up every day and I have throbbing headaches. It's okay to just say, you know, I think I just want to figure out what's on the other side of this because whatever this is, is not. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a bummer, but I think people need to be cool about talking about the bummer way more. Like, it needs to be, I mean the more that you kind of are open to it, that like someday we're going to die. The only thing I wish for is to have control, some sense of control about the time and the place. I think a lot of people feel that way. And, you know, when you die, it affects the loved ones around you. Um, and I want to be at, you know, maybe I won't get that closure, but I want to be on good terms with everyone that I love. And I want them to know how I feel. Like, one of my best friends passed away like three years ago and she had, you know, she had cancer. She had had it through childhood and she did, it came back like when she was in grad school in Virginia and she went through chemo, like her parents, her dad's a doctor, her mom's a nurse. Like she had the best care in the world. And she, she got us all together. Like all of our really close friends. She was like 27. We were all young. And she just said, like, you guys, I don't want to do chemo anymore. I'm done. I don't want to live this existence. But I want to have control over what happens to me in the next couple months. So she made a plan. She signed up for, like, a pottery class that she never took. She, like, took a trip to Europe. You know, she allowed herself to have those months. And then she died. And honestly, like, I was a little mad at first because I felt like, she could have fought harder, but it's what you're saying. Like, I cannot judge anyone for wanting to live the quality of life, just like I can't judge a woman for wanting to have a quality of life uh, when she's pregnant, you know, and wants to have an abortion. And it's all just like that, my, my to a fault, maybe even, I want to live and let live, and I want to die when I want to die. <laughs> I want to be able to control what happens. So... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, I totally understand. Yeah, that's... It is interesting. It is, I, I think it's something we need to talk about more is... I, I don't know. I think I think a lot of it comes down because we're afraid of what's on the other side. You know what I mean? Like, we're kind uh, of yeah. chasing this or... Not chasing. I guess running away from eternity. Like, I don't want to see. I don't know. I'm so scared. I know what's, you know, I, I know if I'm alive and tomorrow, I know what to expect. But if I'm dead, I have no idea. Even because I, I don't know. That's most of the people is like, they're just afraid of the stuff they don't know about. And yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's scary. It's like the dark unknown. I have, I subscribe and I know you know this. Of that one night that I totally bummed you out. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't yeah. even explain your 
Go ahead. I just, I don't know. Like, I think we live life and then we die and we literally are dead. Like, we cease to exist. I don't, you know, if, if heaven's real, great, but I don't think so. I don't think there's a hell. I don't think there's a heaven. I, I think that we live in this, you know, is a little bit corny, but I think that we live in the memories of the people we leave behind. Actually, like when my friend Megan passed away, like I had to think about death a little early. You know, I had to like 27 year olds aren't like dying all the time. And she's very, I was very close with her. And um, I wrote like a living will in my, in my little notes in my iPhone. And I have that. And I want, I want to live on in the memories of the people, but I don't want there to be anything after life. I don't think that God, I don't know that God exists. I'm a little bit agnostic about it, but I don't think God is like, you're not going to die. And then like you go to heaven and like, God's like, yo, what up? Let's go through why everything in your life happened. And also this is the reason. And this is the meaning just like you don't finish a novel and get to meet the author. I don't think we get that. So I think it's good that some people have that. I think it's good that you believe what you believe because it brings you hope. Um, but I've like come to peace with the fact that like, you know, we, we are in this life for what it is and that it's over. If that makes sense. Does that sound terrible? That sounds like the bleakest bummer. But to me, I don't see it that way it like allows me to like live a happier life knowing that if that makes sense um yeah i don't i just don't get how i guess for me i live i'm excited for the end cuz i'm excited for my questions to be answered so i think once my stream of consciousness stops that oh man i don't know how that couldn't freak you out it does. It doesn't because I don't see life that questions have to be answered. I think the struggle is what life is. Right. No, I don't. I agree. I, don't, I think we over-rationalize and over-create all these meanings. I think that things happen and, like, it's all, you're creating your own mentality of happiness for yourself. Yeah, I and guess. that's what I subscribe to. Okay. I guess okay. they're two different things. I think I would like to know what this all was about like why everything but i but i think that's different from my fear of not existing that's what it really is i'd like to know the answers i'm curious i think that would be cool but i am well, terrified you know why are you scared why are you fearful of it cuz i like me i like my life i like i like being I like existing, so the thought of me no longer sucks, man. But it's it's like you're not going to have a nostalgia because you're not going to exist. You're yeah. not going to remember. Yeah, like, like all of your arguments like for are bumming me out like crazy. <laughs> like, dude, you just That's don't anymore. Think, yeah. I did not think we were going to talk about death. Yeah, <laughs> we always do. I know. Well, we're here now, so that's that's what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> I want to go back to gender though, because like, I oh, did yeah. want to talk about that. We just because I think it's interesting, but 
Yeah, we can. It's whatever. It's whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Well, hopefully people will weigh in. I think if people weigh in, and I'd like them to, I want to know, because I I couldn't imagine anyone hearing what you said and not just being bummer city. Um, But does it, it gives me an excitement for the life that I have right now, and it allows me to be more free. Like, I was talking to this guy once, um, he was an older man, he was actually one of my good friend's uncles. And his mom had passed away when he was, like, 30. And he was like, dude, I know it sucks that my mom passed away, but I feel free now that I have hindsight because I don't have the burden of having to take care of her in her old age or whatever. And that is so, that almost sounds sociopathical, but, like, he was being very, very honest. He was a really good person. But that's kind of how I feel about death. It's like, the burden will be gone. You literally won't be around anymore. Like, great. Whatever. Yeah, it's all how you I view know. your... I mean, that's it, though. That's it. You you can view your mother as... You can view your life, you can view your mother as a burden and the ending of it to be a relief. If it is. My life's not a burden. I don't... I'm not going to be relieved when I'm dead. My life's a blessing. I'm going to be bummed when it's gone. But if you're gone, you're, you won't be bummed. You won't be. So that's, it gives me, it's like a little, I have a great life. I fucking love my life. I think it's awesome. I'm free to do what I want. Um, I like have hobbies. You know, like I don't want my life to end. But I have... I'm at peace with the fact that when it ends, it will be over. And I don't want it to end prematurely. Like, I don't, you know, when yeah. someone commits suicide, there's anger with that. Like, I don't want to do that ever to my loved ones, but, you know. So what's your, what's your view? Like, what do you think will happen after, after you die? Um, I don't, I, I, I do try to think about that. Like, what do I, not like, what have I been told and what do I say I believe, but like, what will actually happen? It, 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 it does feel, what does make, I'll say what makes the most sense to me is I go wherever I came from. Ah. You know? Which is nowhere. Which is, and, and then... I I don't know. I think my stream of consciousness will probably pop into existence somewhere else. Yeah. And I will have no so, recollection of where I came from. I mean, that's what makes uh, I that that's I can attest to the fact that my stream of consciousness came into being, but that's all I can that's that's all I can speak for. So, I can speak for the fact that potentially it could happen again. Yeah. I guess I can kind of buy into the reincarnation theory, too, that, you know, your stream of consciousness exists and you're recreated again. But I don't know. It's just like with everything in the world, like with existence and science and history, uh, like if you looked at it from a practical perspective, it just doesn't add up to me. It's like, ah, that's, that's a little magic-y to me. Like, with religion, I just feel like, 
it's fun to believe in like a magic Jesus that can do whatever. And like, uh, you know, I was raised Catholic. So like, sometimes I catch myself still praying to St. Anthony. There's like this prayer that you say when you lose something. Mm-hmm. And like, that's kind of fun. Cause it's like, Oh, this, this like saint is going to help me find my sunglasses today. I think that's fun, but I don't think it's real. Yeah. That makes sense. No, I, I prayed yesterday and I did I prayed and I also I did have I had faith like it really was it wasn't me just doing a cute little bow my head and pray it was like a it was a conscious thought of oh the higher power that exists and created me and is ultimately in control which I believe in whatever that may be maybe it's Jesus on the cross and all the bible stories and all that stuff maybe I don't know but I did (laughs) take a second and talk to whatever it is and recognize that whatever I think therefore I am and I there I am so I was created whatever it is whatever is in control I asked for a favor and I did believe that it would you know I did it did give me peace did it happen the favor uh or is it still unknown not yet but it it always does and Don't it could you just think be that's part of you, like willing it to happen too, though. Could like, be. If you think hard enough. Absolutely. I see. If we want something bad enough, and it's within, you know, our the realm of possibility, I think we will get it because, as a human, we have more control of that than we put ourselves, than we hold ourselves responsible for. Yeah, and it so definitely if, could be for sure. And I'm not, I'm not denying that, but. And yeah. if that's prayer for you, then great like do it i don't and that's kind of how i feel about your view about death if that's for you like maybe you'll will it to happen after death maybe our conscious is just if we think and believe something maybe we create it to be real i don't know yeah exactly yeah 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 we don't have the answers it'll be interesting though it'll be interesting that'll be crazy if i move on to a new existence and I, you're not there for me to say hey look look what happened right. this is the end don't this you is... think but that's another thing don't you think some asshole would have like come back after death by now and been like yo this is what's up like this is what happened he would have found know, a way man. yeah no i don't believe in no ghosts no. no, I totally believe it goes. So. I do too. I do. I can't. <laughs> I think it's still the part of me that I don't know. I do believe in <laughs> demons and ghosts. It's it's hard. I'm like yeah, you I. Do. Yeah. Who knows? Well, that part's fun. Like I don't think it's real, but I like like pretending that it's real sometimes. Yeah, it's like you don't it's believe it's real, but you want you you want to because it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's more interesting than blackout death. It's so boring. <laughs> Dude, I don't think it's boring. It's just but... so it's the it's the definition of boring. Uh I don't know. I so I think like there's a lot of people that, you know, they feel like they've been saved by something in near death experiences. I don't want people to think I I'm just coming off like a really bummer of a person that's really bleak i guess i am maybe i don't know but like i do think there's something to be said for like human kindness 
that happen when because they believe in the higher power and this like gift that they're gonna get when they die some people need it so yeah whatever works right whatever that's really what it comes (laughs) down to like that's i i live and let live i don't argue with people like i'm not we're not arguing i just think it's i just think you're a bummer (laughs) i know i am but I'm happy want, if you were to if you were to be the way you speak about it. I genuinely think that you enjoy this idea and you do feel a freedom from it. You just could. Oh, I don't yeah. think you could ever convince me to feel the same. I wish well, you could. I hope, I hope that your heaven and like what happens to you after life happens. And I just want I want you to die before me. I don't want you to die, but I want you to die before me and like come back and tell me about it do it if all right if i if i do and i can i'll try i don't know why i don't believe you i feel like you just won't to fuck with me (laughs) Uh, believe what you want but i will definitely (laughs) ask around to see if i can get permission to (laughs) talk to katie woodruff Gotta get back here, bro. I come back. I'm like, hey, all real. Golden streets. Literally yeah. golden streets. We just praise God I'm all like, day. Eternally. It's very boring. So many things. I'll have to like change my entire life. And I'll be like 80 by then. So it'll be too late for me. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like having said that, my mom is like super into uh, you know, the afterlife and her friend actually died recently, like the best friend that I had mentioned. Uh-huh. And they would go on these walks every day, like this eight mile walk. And they like made a death pact together, which I always thought was really morbid. Like it was like whoever died first, which is basically what we just did. Um, like Pat, my mom's friend said she would like send her a red bird. Uh, and she did die first. And so she sent my mom like, my mom now is just so turned on Redbird. Like, you cannot walk with her anywhere. And then she'll be like, oh, it's Pat. Uh, hey, look, there's one. Like, I don't want that bullshit. Don't whoa. do that to me. And don't scare me, you know? No, I will come to you. <laughs> not even in a dream. I'll cool. just be me in my own skin. So, yeah, make sure I'm, like, chilling. I don't want you to come to me like when I'm eating and then I'll freak out, like choke on my food or no, something. No, I'll text you. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's crazy. That's yeah. looking forward to that death text. Dude. It's gonna be awesome. That's what I, I'm still thinking about your mom seeing red birds oh. and being. Oh, yeah. She should have been more specific. She should have been like a right. red macaw in Cincinnati. <laughs> And then if you saw that, it'd be like, that's that's my dead friend. There's Dude, no the way. The other thing is that people just like now for every birthday or Christmas, like that's all people get her. So her house is just filled with this red bird shit. It's everywhere. Hey, maybe it's the memory thing you were talking about. Maybe that was it. Maybe she does live on because the memories are all over the fucking house. Fucking house. But yeah, no, I think she's still around. Definitely. She was awesome. Uh-huh. She made like the best cookies. This lady that died. Ah, oh, so good. It's too bad. But yeah, uh-huh. whatever, you know, whatever brings people peace. Good. 
Are you bummed out? You super bummed? Well, now we're going to talk about sexual assault. Katie had an experience being assaulted by a dude. That's all I really need to say. If you want to weigh in, email the anecdotal experience right on the Facebook wall. I don't know. Let's talk about it. What the... Or if you want to be on the podcast and talk about your experience, let's of course let's do that. Or if you just have something, even if you're if you're a man and you're like, you know what, I I want to weigh in. We want to hear from you. But for now, let's hear what Katie has to say. Uh, do you do you want to talk about uh, your experience? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. What do you uh? What do you want to know? You want me to just like tell the story? Yeah, de- I think that'll be good. You're, I, yeah, just go, go ahead. Okay. Well, I guess like I texted you last week because I, um, I listened to the podcast where that dude was it. Who was it? It was like Alec, and then oh, my friend Luke, Luke Brush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know him or whatever, and I don't want to like offend him, but I was just, like not on board with his view about. Um, gender because I mean to a certain extent yeah I think there's women there are women in the world that are like doing it they're like ambitious and they're like taking on the role that a man had you know 50 years ago and they're like making it work and then like other millennial dudes are just like sitting on their couch doing nothing Um, and I've always like I've always subscribed to like I guess the idea of me being a girl has always been an afterthought to me. Like, I forget that I'm a woman sometimes. Like, I just, I wake up and I talk to whoever I want and I do what I want and I have the freedom to do so until something happens to me that reminds me that I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. And, like, that... And I also don't really think of myself as, like, hot or attractive. Like, it's just my body... And maybe this is part of, maybe other women feel this way, but my body to me has always been separate from my brain. Like, I do, you know, I do act gender. I do, like, get my hair done and I get my nails done and I put on outfits that I think are cute or whatever. I try to be trendy, but, like, it's an afterthought to me. Like, I always hang out with dudes and girls and I put them on the same level of playing field, but... I don't know, like a couple weekends ago, I was out with a friend and we were at this girl that I didn't know. It was Heather's dirty 30 birthday, Mm -hmm. which was really funny. And there was like all these ladies just like in sparkle tops and like, you know, Snapchatting, whatever, drinking drinks with Heather. And my friend was like, hey, do you want to come? I don't like know these people really well, but it'll be fun to like do this bar crawl with them. So I did. And he seemed to be like, like we had a really great night, so fun. We, uh, you know, ended up at a bar and he was like talking to a girl. And I have an addiction to pizza by the slice. So I was like, I got to go. And like when it hits me, it hits me hard. It's normally at 1 a.m. Like, you know about it. Uh So I was like, I got to just like get out really fast. I got to go grab a slice of pizza. I'm not even going to tell Doug. I just was like, I got to go and I'll be right back. It's like, he's doing his thing. Yeah. And to me, like, you know, it's in this neighborhood of Cincinnati that I feel very comfortable in. Cincinnati is a small city. Like, 
you go anywhere, you're going to run into people you know. It's just, it's how it is. So I walked down to this pizza shop and I was just kind of eating the pizza at the bar quickly so I could get back. And this guy was like trying to talk to me. And I also was just like really enjoying my alone time after being at this like obnoxious bar party thing, you know, and putting on face for people all day. So I was like just taking it in. Uh, and he just would not stop talking. He was like a well-dressed man. I didn't feel threatened, but I did look at him and I rarely do this. I'm normally really engaging with everyone, but I was just like, hey dude, like I am sitting here eating this pizza real fast. Gonna get out of here soon. I really don't feel like chatting with you. I wanna be left alone. And then it just became bigger and bigger. And he was like, oh, did you hear that? She wants to be left alone. And I was just like, yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm not that sorry. Please kindly fuck off, you know? And the bartender was a really cool dude. He, like, came over. He was like, are you cool? And I was like, yeah, no big deal. Like, to me, I'm a human, and I can handle myself. I'm an adult. Um, but I got up to go to the bathroom after, like, he just kept, like, you know, talking to me, and he followed me in. And that's when I became aware of what I was wearing. I became aware of what I must have looked like to him. And he grabbed me, put me up against the wall, and, like, put his hand up my skirt. And, of course, like, the repercussions of that, like, I, like, pushed him off, screamed, like, everyone, it was maybe, like, a five, like, not even a 30-second thing. Everyone was on board, and he, like, got kicked out of the bar. But then it became a scene that I was embarrassed about, and the flood of emotions just happened where I was just bummed because I... First of all, just think that I don't, I think I had mentioned this to you. I don't feel like his intention was to rape. I don't feel his intention was to, like, he was just so horny that he had to do it. I think it was a power play. It was, you don't want to talk to me. You're a bitch. Look how physically I can harm you now. Like, I can make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I don't deserve to be talked to that way. Um, and so that just like opened up. I was just the dude the next day and this has happened before. It's happened to women that I know. Like I used to live in Chicago. One of my friends had someone rub his boner up against her on the L and we, we discussed it amongst ourselves, like in, you know, circles of women. And I talk about it with everyone because I, not everyone, it's a close people to me, but I'm open to talking about it because it's a real thing that happens. But, you know, I, I then began to think, even as like a very independent person, that maybe I shouldn't have worn such a short skirt that night. I had on like an overall skirt. Maybe I should have been nicer to him now. And it sucks that I have to think that way. Right. Like, does he win because I now think that way? Like, I was so bummed all Sunday. Didn't want to go out. Canceled plans. Because I felt like I don't have control over my own body anymore. And this this outside force now controlled it for that moment. Yeah. Which I'm still processing. Like, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I think it sucks. 
a lot of people have been through worse. Um, but it reminded me that I'm a woman and to me that's gender. Gender is like something that you act out. Like it's something that's created by all of us in the world and it's not really an inherent thing. And so that was, that's what bumps me out. Yeah. That I can't be as free as someone else because of that. Well, I think what it is, and you're totally right. I think you, I think that guy probably wasn't used to being told no. And that really made him feel like he lost, like you had control over the situation. And you weren't even trying to, you were just trying to eat pizza and be left alone. But that made him feel weak. So he wanted to remind you, hey, look, I have control over the situation. I am, you wanted to scare you and make you feel like you're, listen, I'm in control here. You don't tell me to fuck off because he wanted to have something over you. All right. And it, yeah, it, it sucks. And I don't know it like, cause we, you know, we kind of talked about this. It is a hard thing to like, are you being too preemptive? Are you letting the terrorists win by not wearing right. a skirt or, you know, but really you just avoid that happening. Cause that's traumatizing. Yeah. Well, I just think it's important to note that it still exists. And even though I think you were talking on the last podcast about, or, uh, you know, the guy that you interviewed was about Hillary and how women have come so far because there was a female candidate, but she didn't win. <laughs> like misogyny still exists in the world. And I don't think we can ignore that. It's still there. Um, and that, women have to we have to be if we want to get to the level of a man we have to be above and beyond in everything we do and also keep in mind that we have to keep our defenses up like I can travel the financial stability to travel wherever I want and I can do it alone and feel comfortable but in the back of my mind I am always thinking now because of moments like that that happen uh, you know, am I safe? Like, it's 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 a real thing, and so it's just interesting. I don't know. I think I don't know. I mean, I'm just coming up with this on the fly while you're talking, but I I think you need to have. I think men attack women, and they do. Obviously, men are monsters, so they'll see a woman. They'll see like. It doesn't matter what she's wearing, you know. Men get turned on, right? And then they become sure. diff- they become monsters, they become animals, you know. So that's one element of it. And then the other element is there's the power imbalance. Men are typically stronger than women. It's just biologically. So I think like you said, you know, it's always there whenever if like if you're traveling in Colombia or something and you're alone, men see you and they think, "Oh, I can I'm bigger than her. She's probably scared of me. I have control over this situation. So I guess when I hear this, I think to some degree, carry like pepper spray and just pepper spray the fuck out of a dude that molests you in a pizza shop. No, like that I guy. Know. Yeah, that's a thing a lot of people have said to me, but I'm gonna counter with just to play 
play devil's advocate, and this is something I've talked about a lot, uh, that I will probably hurt myself more by carrying pepper spray in the same way that I don't want to carry a gun because I don't think there's any good guy with a gun. I don't think, like, you know, I'm going to let the attack happen. I probably would have been just as weirded out as if it was a woman that was stronger than me. Um, and I think you had made a point that, like, even, a you know, a smaller man this could happen to. Yeah. Probably doesn't as often. But I think the thing about it is that, like, people are silent about it and that's the scary part like right i think we just need to like have communication about it more and we also i I don't know we women are just as when you say men are monsters in my opinion women are just as sexually driven as men we just can't talk about it so i think that's another problem that exists that women should be able to talk about their sexuality more and let it be known when they actually do want to be touched and when they don't want to be touched yeah so yeah um yeah that's tough too yeah yeah i don't know because i think a lot of times i feel like if there's any inclination that someone's not that's what's always concerned i remember faith mueller when she did the podcast we talked about this idea that like some even if a woman is putting off signs or literally saying like no i don't want to be touched or i don't want to be talked to like this there's a dude that still goes for it it's and it's it's not even the fact that he's not taking a hint. It's that he's getting the hint and he's like, "No, I'm still into this even though this girl yes. has no interest in me." That is like, "You're yeah. you're psycho. You don't give right. two shoes that this woman doesn't give two fucks or a shit about you. You're just still like, "Well, I'd still like to put my hand on her ass even though she's not into it." You're a psycho. You're it's still kind of like, yeah, I think it's men and women that can be psycho, though. I think that I know plenty of women that... Do you know that happens to dudes? Women being overly aggressive? I, I don't think that, like, it, it happens in the same way as, a like, a heterosexual woman is more like, the aggression is more like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm dress like this for you or like she'll call like 9,000 times a person Uh. that she like doesn't want anything to do with her or she'll show up you know like that just becomes she's seen as crazy but really it's just the fact that we're not okay with women's desire so like it's knowing when to choose like Obviously, my situation is a very classic case of, like, a dude being a horny monster and not controlling, like, himself when he's denied. Well, I think it's, I don't even think it's, I think it's more, I think it was less of him being horny and then more more yeah. of him, just his ego, just being sure uh, damaged yeah. and wanting to try to salvage something by molesting you. Right, right. But I, I wasn't there. The where like I think my my the most insane 
one is when it's like someone that's oh god i hate i'll just use myself as an example like i've hooked up with before and then because of that they feel like and it's over like everything is in our relationship is done or whatever it was but i'll see them out and they'll be like oh and they'll grab my ass or something and then it's like oh but we've hooked up before so we should do this again like those cases happen with men way more often than not where they don't like heterosexual men i can't speak for you know you can speak to your own experience yeah yeah so i i just there is that like you know she's had sex with me once before so she's a sure thing like let's do this right now and let me in public touch you like like you're even like yeah even boyfriends i've had that i was living with at the time that touched me in public in a really inappropriate way and I was just like why do you think that's okay that disarms me and makes me feel really uncomfortable and maybe some people are into that but I'm just not yeah that's a I think I mean the the former what you were saying about a dude that's just you know you've had a history together where he was doing all this stuff now he thinks oh i made it i'm in the club i'm like grandfathered in to touch this girl's ass whenever i want because she already said it was cool at one point five years ago like yeah that's 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 funny that is wow yeah i feel like i'm trying to sound like a really woke dude like yeah i wouldn't do that man guys are scum <laughs> but whatever i guess i am saying it i do feel like it's funny and i've never done that so there i can i feel like i can shit talk it because i would yeah, i've never done it. that before i'm not saying i wouldn't ever i things change but like right now never done that and i think it's but I, I know dudes that would do that be like oh but remember that time that yeah. i did that and it you tolerated it <laughs> Dude, I, Joey, I feel like you would be on the opposite end of the spectrum where you'd be like, this girl will not stop touching me and it's making you so uncomfortable. Like, I feel like you'd be the victim of... No. Like a, Literally like a, never... Maybe, like, maybe, you know, somebody saying something, like, being a little bit overly... Maybe like an older lady. Let's say like an older, like it's always some old ass lady that I have no interest in. It's just being like really laying it on thick. But if they start touching me, I'm like, I'm out like later. That's when I'm uncomfortable. Nobody's crossed the line with me. Like your mom's friends or something? No, no, just I'm nice. I'm a nice person. And I'm in, you know, I'm a cutie patootie to old lady. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm like, so, and I, but nobody's, I mean, all that being said, like no one's ever made me uncomfortable. I love that you just use the word cutie patootie. That's really it. If you, but if you think about it, you get it. Yeah, sure. And I'm nice and I'm friendly. You're a good boy. Non-threatening. That sounded so weird. I'm a good boy. I'm a good You're kid. Such a good boy. That's it. He's a good Christian boy. That's it. I think there's something about me that they probably think, well, this dude's not going to hook up with me anyway. So I'm going to be, they feel more comfortable with these old ass ladies being a little more over the top because they know I'm not taking yeah. it seriously. Sure. 
Sure. But all that being said, no. That has never happened to me. No one's ever touched my ass that I didn't want to. Oh, nice. I hope you've had, like, a lot of ass grabs that you really wanted. Like, a lot of welcome to ass grabs. Yeah, but that's... And even, like, dudes, <laughs> girls, anyone. Anyone that's done yeah. it, it's always... I'm... Yeah, I've never felt like, ooh, I didn't like the way they did that, and I don't like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's never been something that I'm not cool with, and they do that, and I'm like, okay, that was a weird move for them to, <laughs> weird power move, or weird, like, degrading uh, thing. Yeah. It's always been friendly and fun, uh, what's the word? Endearing, I guess. Kind of like, ah, oh, that's, I'm glad that person, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> An endearing butt rub is the best. Yeah, yeah. If, like, having said all this, there are, I mean, there is a person I want to grab my ass. Absolutely. At a bar, and I think it could be, like, it's, like, hot. Sure. Yeah. I just, yeah. It's hard to know. And I think... It's not, as, though. It's so not hard to know. <laughs> when in doubt... Give, dude, I'm trying to give, like, horny men out there with boners that you can't control, like, a little bit of an out. Cause I, this, I'm gonna regret saying this out loud. I'm like a, I'm like a sexual girl. Like I'm a sexual woman. I get horny, and I think most women do. But we don't have anything visible to show it on the outside. So I do feel, you know, for men in that way, at some point. Like I don't know what having a boner is like. Um, but. I do think, like, I know how to control it, and everyone should know how to control it in situations that are inappropriate. So. Yeah, when in <sighs> doubt, don't touch the person's ass. <laughs> or ask. It'll be weird oh. if it's not wanted. Sure. But, like, I think asking is better. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Asking is it's definitely not, like, cool. But it's definitely a good thing to do if there's any doubt. The answer's probably going to be no, but good on you for not just... <laughs> yeah. I'm a space what? person, too. I don't like people violating my right. space. So I think physically someone touching me um, is yeah. a big risk if you go for it, you know? Yeah, for sure. I don't know, man. It just—it sucks when I'm reminded that I'm a woman in that gendered way. Yeah. I feel like I want to believe I can hang with like a lot of different types of people and, you know, not just be basic all the time, but it made me feel basic that that groping that happened. I don't yeah. know. At the very least. Do you want, do you want my, I, I have, I don't, I could regret this advice, but I, but I have off-the-cuff advice in my head. If Do you want to hear what it is? Why not? Throw it on me. Okay. You asked for it, buddy. Oh, gosh. I'm you got to... When I hear that, I'm like, you got to take a self-defense class. Because... Because... Only reason uh, being... Only being... Only reason being... Let's say you... Or you have... Or you just learn how to use pepper spray. One or the other, you have a way to, when you're in that situation, when you're attacked, having some sort of way where, because this guy's not expecting, he's probably done that before. That's probably something he does. 
So if you do that and he isn't prepared for someone that is prepared and you just pepper spray him or you just like kung fu him in the nuts, he's going to he's he's going to think twice about the next time. He's going to think, "Oh, I you know what? I didn't have control when I was talking to her at the bar and I tried to gain control when I assaulted her and I lost control there cuz I got my balls crunched into my pelvis." I think I that's I don't know. That's where my I mind don't went. Want, I okay, this is bad too, and I'm sure people will judge me, but I don't want to do that. I really don't. I want like I've this is what I've been struggling with. Like, is this just going to happen like in the world? And you know, it probably happens like all the time, not in the Western world. In a much worse way, like much worse things are happening to women everywhere. Is it something that's just going to be for the rest of time? Because it, and I'm using air quotes, like a natural human state for like a man to be naturally physically more uh, built than a woman or will it change? Like, I don't know. That's my biggest, I, I have such a existential like, bigger thought process of this that's probably annoying but i just don't no i don't think i i totally understand where you're going with that and i don't want to physically harm some dude yeah but sometimes i know i know you don't i don't you, and I, I know I, and I i know you're not going to get a thrill out of just crunching a dude's ball sack but you might have to uh, for uh, women or <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because otherwise, yeah. yeah, you like you said, we can go throughout, you know, we can go throughout life. Just yeah, men always kind of dominate over women because there's a physical threat, or we can change it and equal things out and be like, yeah, I don't really fuck with women because most of them carry pepper spray or no martial arts, so I don't anymore because my balls are in a million pieces. Sure. Because I'm a, you do know. You, yeah. Do you watch Bojack Horseman? No. Oh, you got to. All right, it's I so won't. Good. I never will. There's, there, fuck you, Joey. I hate you. Uh, there's an episode where, like, in the newest season where Diane, like, tries to get legislation passed for women to, to carry guns. And, like, because it's a woman being like, oh, I want a gun for, like, my self-protection, they, like, Ill, they... They ban all guns from America. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like, yeah, women can get violent and we can take self-defense classes, but it's like, this is the way the world is right now. The more powerful of a push there is, the more women's marches there is, the more misogyny comes back like tenfold. Like, I've heard multiple women complaining about the women's march, how it takes away from, like, you know, the work day, and, like, all these women are just so, like, empowered, and, like, it's, they need to just, like, shut the fuck up, or whatever, like, I go back and forth about it, I mean, I know, like, as a personal experience, yes, I can go take a self-defense class, but I was so caught off guard, too, that I don't think that fixes things, I think communication needs to happen in the bigger picture, or, people to understand what sexuality means and especially women's desire and women's sexuality. I think this is a product of 
us not educating ourselves about a woman and what she might want versus the sexuality of a man. Does that make sense? Did I just go off on a terrible tangent? No, I I, I understand exactly what you're saying. Uh, but I don't, I think this dude probably understood women's sexuality and he probably understood loud and clear. Do you think? I think he understood. I, I mean, I feel like you kind of definitely put off the signs of like, no, I'm not. You really, I mean, I, you couldn't have said any more clearly, like I'm not engaging with this right now. Not, no disrespect. So I, I don't think there was any sort of part of him that didn't think for a minute that you weren't into it. Sure. My, that situation is like more about the power and I get that the power play. But for just women, like all the the Me Too women out there, uh, sometimes it is about sexuality and them just not really getting it, too. Yeah, I, I, yeah, so. Like she wanted it or whatever, he wanted it, I don't know. Yeah, so So, I I agree. Maybe not this particular case, but yeah, that, that definitely kind of takes us back to the people that try to have sex with people that are clearly not interested in having sex with them. Yeah. Some people probably get off on that. Like the denial aspect of it probably makes it hotter for them, which is also, there needs to be, I guess, you know, everybody's into something. Yeah. And then there's also people, man, people are nuts. People that are into the wanting to be... Rape fantasy people. Oh, yeah. Isn't that nuts? It's, yeah. But also, I get it. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a rape fantasy person. Yeah, the way you said it is like, the way you said that was like, I mean, I am one. So. I like it. Yeah. So. (laughs) But. It's like the, it. it's the, uh, like in Law and Order, there's always these, ep- Law and Order SVU, there are these episodes where it's a guy saying, no, somebody called me and said this girl likes to be raped. So when you're raping her, she's going to say, stop, stop. And, but that hey. it's all good. I'm like, dude, you can't, that's not, that is not, like you, it, it's, it's just so. Well, that's why they're safe words. Okay. Like you. You have safe words when you're doing rape fantasy because if you don't hear the safe word, you don't stop, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, it's insane. But never, yeah, even, like... <laughs> yeah, what's your rape fantasy? Oh, <laughs> Tell man, me about it. nuts? <laughs> I love that we've said you've used the word rape baby and rape fantasy. I don't know. I'm, it's, it's one of those things, like, you don't... I like hesitated to say them both, and then I'm like, "Why am I hesitating? Yeah. These are things." Right, that's the point. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, why do we keep things? I get keeping things private because it's going to upset someone of a per- like if it's a personal thing that happened to them. But like, we need to talk about this more. And like, if women are horny, this might not seem like it relates, but it totally does. If you're a woman and you're horny fucking talk about it like figure it out communication only helps 
everyone yeah. involved with sexuality. Like, I just think there's too much of a hush-hush view on rape, sexuality, abortion, death, like, negative things that people just don't want to talk about. Yeah. That's my thing, I guess. Yeah, there's definitely a time and a place, and this is the ultimate time and place. Sure. You know? Yeah. Maybe. I guess I wouldn't bring up rape at, like, Thanksgiving Work. table or yeah. whatever. But. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's or funny. maybe I will. Go for it. I, I do it at Thanksgiving. You would? Yeah, it's pretty low-key at the Burtoffs. If you want to go that <laughs> route, we'll, we'll, we'll explore it with you. <laughs> Wow, that's progressive. It is. It's just, you know, it's usually, I mean, this year might just be John Cheryl and your boy, you know. Really? Yeah, we'll get we'll get a take on our rape fantasy. Sure. All right, cool. I'll podcast it. Talk about some fetus barn, too. Oh, yeah. If your dad has any inspiration to paint one. He, he, I would, honestly, I would have him do, uh, I would call him and then have him do the next segment and talk about abortion, but he refuses to do it, so. Yeah, I get it. Mad respect for him. Uh-huh. Whatever. But I would debate with your dad. I know it may, it would make you very uncomfortable, but I would do it. No, I wouldn't be uncomfortable. <laughs> I think you both are, like, smart enough and mature enough, and I think you could, like, learn from each other. But I yeah. think... Yeah, coming from a coming from a guy who's debated my dad, I think you'd leave it pretty frustrated. Alright. Yeah, well I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Cool. Alright, anything anything else you wanted to say? No, I don't I think we covered a lot. A lot of the deep issues. Uh yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna release this as a as like a whole thing, I think. Yeah. What do you think of that? We, like, we really dove down dark yeah. to death and life. Yeah. All right. Let girls be horny. I guess I want to say, like, let girls be horny without sexually assaulting them. Yeah. Yeah. World. And I'm saying that to the whole world. I'm not, like, pointing at men or women. I'm just saying, like, world. Deal with sexuality better. Figure it out. Yeah. No, that's cool. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Katie. Yeah, it's been awesome. All right, I'm going to act like I'm hanging up the phone. And then... Okay. All right. All right, love you. (laughs) Love you, too. All right. Bye. Bye.